Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Which was 26-7. and seven, uh, Or $15,000 profit. Uh, without the help of Scott. Thank you, Scott. Big steak dinner on the way. Gift cards coming your way. Send it FedEx. For those uh, second half lines against Philadelphia, which cashed again last night. Uh, if we, you know, are on this ridiculous roll that makes this, again, the greatest podcast of all time since we have a process to pick the hardest board to pick. Right, this is supposedly the hardest sport to pick, and um, we're making a mockery of it. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I had that second half line all the way picked out for Washington, Philadelphia last night. You got to be sometimes you got to be lucky, then be good, and, right. and that was great, and that was huge for us. So that second half, that Washington, expected right because you know. Uh, I really doubt the the quarterbacking skills of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, on average, he's better than most. He's better than me if I went out there and tried. But on average, uh, his quarterbacking skills aren't that great. So, yeah, there was some luck involved, but we kind of predicted that kind of situation was going to happen. Yeah, and as I told you pre-show, I lost a fantasy uh, game last night by point five points because of that play, but I won my bet because Washington. Got it in the end zone for a touchdown and, and cashed the second half line. So I'll take the money. <laughs> I'll take the money. So um, it was a it was a, a really good week for us again. This is about this is I think this three straight weeks now we've had in the six mid sixties to high sixties, and you had a phenomenal week in terms of of your your stuff. So congrats to you. And the podcast is on is on fire, and I hope people are listening to what we're talking about because it's, it's been really good. So, right, it, you know, I'm supposed to know stuff about management. So, really, the everybody on the podcast should be doing as well as I'm doing. Yes. So, yeah. my job is to get everybody to do as well as we can. Chat's out there hustling. Uh, he might join us later. To, to figure out the discrepancies, right? To make sure that, because uh, that's part of the co- collaboration, is sharing information so we all make money. Absolutely. Uh, first game, Chad and yourself had Atlanta Bunning Line over 42. And I had, uh, and there's a lot that went into this pick, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlotte, I had Charlotte, Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus a three and a half, under 42 and a half. And the read a couple things, right? Uh, one's pure math. I'm going to explain the logic for my pick because this one again, uh, Chad and Scott, and Scott and Chad don't talk before the podcast, right? No, no, we do not. So, uh, and it was a tough pick, right? And there's a lot of lessons to be learned from this pick. Number one, I did my research. I 
read the Charlotte Observer, and I read the Atlanta Journal. Now, I take advantage of this, even though I can pay the $15 a month and, you know, take it off my taxes because it's, you know, related to work, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just, I was a wealth manager, but you can get it for 99 cents for the next six months, <laughs> which covers the football season, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can read the, the beat writers of these teams. So I did that. Read, did corporate governance, right? So in finance, anything that's two or more is complicated. So it's complicated making an NFL pick because there's two or more factors involved they have to yeah. put together, right? So you look yeah. at the corporate governance, you look at uh, Wilkes, you look at the fact that they had played and you put in revenge theory. So uh, analytics does not work in football. And I even have a guy like Joe Thomas agrees with me. Yeah. That, that it doesn't work. But key statistics do work and you have to watch out for them in certain situations. Yeah. Never just use the statistic blindly. Research it, but you, you factor it in. So you, I factored in the fact that it was a high-scoring game last time. Mm-hmm. Then the Carolina defensive coaches want to keep their jobs in the NFL. A guy like Steve Wilkes has been in the NFL for 12, 20 years. So he knows he keeps his job by analyzing what Atlanta did and keeping the score down this time. And then telling his offense to kind of protect the defense and the plan that Steve Wilkes came up with. Uh the law of opposites is in math, right? So we use a lot of math. And in this one, we use the law of opposite. And Scott's like me in the fact that we're contrarian. When everybody's going one way, we oh, understand yeah. most of the time it's a setup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're going to have to go the other way. Pure math, yeah. when people use pure math, that's the law of opposites that you use in investing. You uh, buy low, sell high. People right. are like, oh, Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin. I bought it at 10 and I sold it at 60. And I'm waiting for it to go down back to 10 again. I'll buy and then sell at 60 again. <laughs> you buy low, sell high. You do the opposite of when people, right? People are selling stocks now. This is when you buy the right ones. Uh, so Carolina was low stock. Remember, I hate analytics teams. They don't know what they're doing, but using pure math. You, f- you think they're going to go the other way, and then Wilkes is trying to not use analytics, but while lying to the owner that he is using analytics. <laughs> so you take all that into consideration, and then Home Depot stock is down. And you're like, okay, what does that have to do with the Atlanta Falcons? Well, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons was the owner of Home Depot. He's still pretty much the majority, but he is in a divorce. Yeah. And they want to take the wife, the wife, seven years, eight years, wants to take him for everything he's got, right? So the team is now in a trust. Yeah. In a trust means that's a trust manager. They cannot be uh, whatever his name is, Arthur Blank. It can't be Arthur Blank. None of his people. So these people are bankers. They're not football people. So they say, okay, uh, the biggest expense there is in any business is what? Labor costs. Right. That means that Atlanta's not going to get backups. They're not going to pay for high-priced ba- like uh, uh, 49ers. Very irresponsible to pay Garoppolo, a backup quarterback, the highest-paid salary 
in the history of backups, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the York family, yeah. my family, a lot of money. They'll overspend. Atlanta's not doing that. That 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 uh, that trust fund manager, he's not going to pay the highest price ever for a backup, right? So Carolina has depth. So Atlanta doesn't have depth on a Thursday night, and we know the home teams on a Thursday night win eighty percent of the time. Yes. So I go okay, taking all that into consideration. Carolina plus three and a half under 42 and a half because it's Steve Wilkes wants to keep the game under control, right? He wants yep. to do his adjustments he made. The score doesn't get out of control. And give me Carolina three and a half under 42. So I was right, 2 0. Why did you, and, and this is what we learned, right? We learned from our mistakes. Yep. Uh, and yep. we'll ask Chad if tomorrow, if he doesn't come out here tonight. Uh, what was your thinking in Atlanta in thinking over 42? So I, too, did some research on this, and, and I saw that Carolina against the run was a little bit less than middle of the pack, which right. means they were, they were toward the back of the pack. Atlanta's game plan is to run the ball. Kyle Pitts has one good game in five, usually, yeah. because he's, he's asked to block because he's a really good block at tight end. Right. The rookie Drake London has not been at all. So they, they've run the ball a lot. Atlanta's a top 10 team in running the ball. That was one. Number two is I think that Atlanta against Carolina last time take out, save that that mid to late fourth quarter that Carolina put on them, you know, was, was playing really well in running the ball and, and taking up clock and doing all that stuff. And – for whatever reason, the Atlanta coaching staff decided to throw the ball a little bit more. That does not factor into their their thinking as a team, offensive team. You know, right. Mariota's been chirping off about how he's got to get the ball to Pitts. He's been chirping off about how he's got to throw the ball a little bit more. How he's got to look like a, a NFL quarterback, and that's to the detriment of their offense. So. I think Carolina had the momentum against Atlanta, and I overlooked that a little bit because of what they did in the fourth quarter. They lost the game, yes. They came into this game 2-7, and seven, yes. But they had some offensive momentum, and they carried it into this game. Deontay Foreman's a very good running back for them. It fits their style perfectly. He had a really good game. P.J. Walker didn't have to throw the ball a lot, which goes to Carolina's game plan. Defense and run the ball. And they were at home, and I and I didn't factor that in as much as I should have. So that to me is a bad pick. Fred, the the rest, yeah, yeah, too. The rest, especially with what's going now. That's why it's very <laughs> important, right? Um, you never want to get involved in politics, but you have to pay attention to research politics, so politics doesn't get involved with you. Yeah, knowing the the laws and what we talk about in the off season between selective prosecution. And what's illegal, what's unethical. It's unethical for the refs to uh, favor a team on Thursday night games. Yes. yes. It's not illegal. Make a bad call. Right? And there's too much money involved. There's just way too much money involved for yeah. them not to act in a way that makes the league 
more money. Right? Because they right. think differently than we do. They make $16 billion. We're like, oh, that's enough to live forever. You can relax. No, they want more. They want more. They want more power. They want more money. And there's things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about that we might never know about. But if they right. do come out, suddenly $16 billion doesn't look that much anymore when you have to pay out $30 billion in fraud. Yeah. yeah. And, and to your point about Atlanta and Arthur Blank, remember before the season started, they traded Matt Ryan to Indianapolis right. and they signed a cheaper starter. Why? Because Arthur Blank was headed down this path in terms of financial uh, responsibility right. to divorce case, all this other stuff. So, which is half of the Atlanta Falcons. Right. So it is very surprising that Atlanta is even in this division race. Very surprising because of what's going on with the, with the owner. But you don't pay for backups. You don't pay for practice squad players. You don't pay right. for, you know, you don't pay, you know, at high, high end travel costs because you're trying to save costs. So that's why Calvin Ridley got traded because they didn't want to pay his exorbitant fee. So he got right. traded. So. Right. No, so yeah, so this was in this situation because Carolina's in the same boat. David Tepper uh, is a hedge fund manager, and he had you know twenty five billion dollars in assets. So if he bought a company, what's the first thing he does? He fires everybody. He lowers the, yes. the labor cost. Yep, and that's what he's doing in Carolina. This is supposed to be his retirement job, uh, but. It's far from that because he's working here full time and then working his other job full time, which he lied about. He said he was going to quit, it, but he didn't, right? So, it was a big game for him at home for his friends yes. and all that. So, yep. he had they were, they were ready to go, so absolutely. So, this was uh, Carolina, and we'll get Chad's thinking on that because we'll uh, correct it. Yeah. Um, And right here, I don't know if you can see it, but this is a valuation of Home Depot. Yeah. Uh, Home Depot is worth, let's see here. Depot is worth $319 billion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. And a big chunk of that used to be Arthur Smith. Now he has half of it. <laughs> now he has half of it. And now the team that he loves that he overspent to get it to a Super Bowl where Brady broke his heart. Now they're not letting him. It's, a, it's about power, right? They want power. Yeah. Guy like Arthur Smith. And, and you know what? So your baby here, we're not going to get let you have backups. You're going to lose on a short week to Carolina. And you know what? Arthur Blank is totally happy going eight, nine, nine, and eight and being right. competitive. And that's right. exactly where Atlanta's headed right now. So he's right. he's a happy owner. So Tampa Bay, you've been all over Tampa Bay. Uh they just want to win the last three games of the season, get in the playoffs and get in a row. <laughs> because yeah. we're seeing with these other teams, Carolina, uh owned by a hedge fund manager, right? Technical analysis. Atlanta in a divorce situation. Yep. 
and then New Orleans is sort of in there. The gold digging wife got the team, Laurie Benson. Yeah. yeah. She owns she owns a team. I don't know who knows. I, I gotta research more into that about them. But again, it's a family owned team owned by the gold digger at this point. The very young I think Benson was in his nineties. She was in her forties when he got married. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's the owner of the team. <laughs> he died. He's the owner. How does that happen, right? The kids are very upset. Uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, you had Seattle plus three. Uh, yeah. Had had Tampa Bay money line. This is the most watched NFL game. Uh, we're seeing through our sources from c- credentialed NFL writers. When you go to a portal. They're telling you that, that Germany game was the most watched TV game of all times. 6.30 in the morning here at 9.30 because of Tom Brady and everything else going on. Uh, exactly what it is. I felt that it was going to be uh, Tampa Bay just because they have better overall talent. And I think it showed in the first quarter, first half, Vita Bea, Devontae, uh, not Devontae Adams, but Vita um, Bea, uh, Devin White, Devontae mm-hmm. Davis, who I'm thinking about, and then Carlton Davis, the third in the back end, being yeah. able to lock down Metcalf, gave him an early advantage. Uh, Seattle did a good job. They got there a day earlier than the Rams. Uh, Pete Carroll went all out. Remember, now, this is a different situation here. Seattle is owned by the, again, another very savvy heir. Paul Allen, yeah. Paul Allen's sister, he's dead. She used to go to the games, happy-go-lucky fan. Now she's just going to the team. And uh, they're getting on her because she doesn't know anything. and She's not really engaged. And they were trying to force her to fire Pete Carroll. Yeah. And Pete Carroll says, no, 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 I don't make all the decisions. Go talk to Schneider. Schneider said, what? Are you kidding me? I'll bring out the emails. I got the text of who's making the decisions. Then uh, Carroll apologized for everybody for lying again. Because almost every word that comes out of Pete Carroll's mouth is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) So he apologized for lying to everybody and says, I'll meet with her. He met with her. He convinced her to give him another chance. He was going to change, and he has changed. And they went all out. They they went out. They had a a team go out there and recreate the the Seattle training facilities so the players would feel comfortable. And that's I think why they were posting this game. Uh, Tampa Bay has more talent. They kind of came out with more because they had to win this game. Uh, not as much as the wool in the playoffs. Not as much as Scott's noting. They'll do the last three games of the season, but they put some extra stuff that Seattle hadn't seen on film. Yeah. That edge in that game and to win it like we thought we were. And then uh, we all got this one right since it was two defensive coaches going against each other who have won Super Bowls. This game's going under. Absolutely. So the, the trend for this year, has been any losing team that is favored over any winning team does not cover. Right. Tampa Bay was given three points. 
Tampa Bay has turned the corner because of that win against the Rams. So clearly what they needed to do was get that winning feeling back again. Right. And then they're going to take off on a run. What I saw from Tampa Bay before the Rams game was wide receivers with no separation. Um, Brady struggling for whatever reason because the offensive line most of the, most of the time right. get pressure in his face. That has all changed, shifted. That's all gone from one phase to the other. I just thought Seattle offensively could do some things against Tampa against Tampa that w- was going to cause them problems. And at times they did, but for the most part they didn't. And Tampa Bay finally started getting separation. Mike Evans was not a factor. Godwin had a good game. Leonard Fournette had a decent game. The Rashad White had a good game. Right. And as you said two weeks ago, they are now starting to get Keyshawn Vaughn, their third running back, involved in the game. And you call that, and you call that. So, um, well, I did my you know, it might not last forever, yeah. But right now, we have sources where we can do reporting. So, I actually got that from a source, yep, unnamed source. I did graduate from the uh, Winter Institute, one of my professors. I see him all the time, Roy Peter Clark. He writes great books. If you want to pick up a really good book, pick up a book by Roy Peter Clark. I spent a whole summer listening to that guy. Very, very, very good professor. I use his things to this day. So I have some reporting shots. And, you know, the Banks family, Micah, who's had on the podcast, Don Banks, yep. who is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Pro for sports. So I've good, yeah, I've had, yeah, I've had good mentors as far as uh, being a reporter and yep. technically yep. not. One, I, I'm in wealth management, but we use whatever skills we have in Absolutely. order to get as much information as possible to pick these games. So what yeah. Scott just talked about was information I got from a, a source. Yeah. Yep. So um, so I I rethought myself on Tampa Bay right now. I, I I think they're they're the team that's about to go on a run. So to me, this was a bad pick. Uh, and bad luck because I, I I thought that Seattle would would do some things against them and they didn't for, for the most part it's a bad pick uh, but again I've rethought myself on Tampa Bay I I think they're I think they're the team in the NFC that's going to go on a run here and be hot going into the playoffs I just think right. that's going to be the case so that's my thoughts on that no hundred percent hundred percent and again we go. Bad pick or bad luck. So once you, most people can't admit when they're wrong, right? Yeah. I feel the humiliation, the disappointment, the anger, the despair of being right. You have to feel all those things. So you mm-hmm. don't make those mistakes. And you kind of, and that's why our analysis is better than most analysis. Right. Major NFL analysis because we're dealing with reality and not PR, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We're not, you know, in the fantasy world of Mark Davis. Saying that Josh McDaniels is doing a great job, we can't go on that. Let me pick the Raiders because uh, Josh McDaniels is doing a great job. You can't do that, and you know, guys that report on the NFL, they can't do that either. They they have to say, "Oh yeah, uh, we have to go with what he's saying, right?" Like the Raiders, blah blah blah. I, I got the Raiders, blah blah blah. They're going to win this week based on what Mark Davis says. He's doing a good job. They're going to bounce back. You know what I'm saying? 
we don't, we don't have to do that. We we have to make sure we have Christmas presents and and, and we keep our relationships with our wives by winning and having them be able to share in the, the yes. money. Yes. Other yes. Happy right? wife, happy life. Exactly. So Chicago on the money line. Uh, we picked that. Uh, and we changed it, though. We changed it on the live stream. Yes, we did. Yes, and we did. Who listened to the podcast. Yes, we did. Uh, reiterated that we picked Detroit plus three. So Adrian Robs, again, the other pick, right? We talked about uh, the third string uh, running back, right? I only know that because of people who, you know, <laughs> Sources I have. Uh, Detroit, we get Detroit games right because of Angel Rob, and, and we got a high awareness of Detroit. We got it right. Plus three over the 48. For some reason on spreadsheet, we had a Chicago money line. I think we originally picked it and then we changed it on the live stream. And I don't I don't know if we put it, we updated it on the on the spreadsheet, but yeah, because um, kind of edged on the podcast because people who listen to the podcast. They all reported, oh, you guys got Detroit plus three. So I'm going to listen again. But I know that for sure on the live stream, we were Detroit plus three all the way. Here is a pick that nobody made besides us. Everybody was on Chicago. Why? Detroit hasn't won a road game under Dan Campbell, the head coach. Detroit does not play well outside in the cool, colder weather. Right. Nobody picked Detroit. I don't. I didn't hear one person that went with Detroit except for us. Right. So, kudos to us. Kudos to Agent Rob, who again said he liked that Detroit pick. So, yeah. you know, we we nailed it completely on that game. So, good job by us, and, and yeah, you know, yes, that goes very well for the future. You got eight <laughs> more weeks. And nothing lasts forever, so you never know anything. So we got uh, eight more weeks to monetize this particular season that we've worked very, very hard to kind of figure it out. Well, There's not a game focus, not betting NBA, <laughs> not betting hockey, <laughs> fishing out the regular uh, NFL season right now, and college, because college uh, – we take it to the next level, next couple weeks here, heading yep. into championship week and then the uh, bowl week. And I'll talk to you too, uh, Scott. If you want to be on the um, on the bowl games, yeah, I'll do podcast. it. I'll absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> He's just coming almost kind of thinking in NFL games. <laughs> we'll, we'll sign games and conferences to people, and then uh, yeah, okay. If we no, that's think, fine. Yeah. I love bowl season, so yeah. So yeah, so very exciting there. Send no Chad, Chad being that, and uh, we got we also have a secret weapon that we can't announce. It's going to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> so good times ahead. He should be in darkness and silhouettes if he's on the podcast. <laughs> we'll be on the podcast, but we'll use the information. Okay. Bloomberg makes $69 million with information. So we, we, we got really good information. Okay. Uh, Buffalo plus three. Yeah. We changed that 
on the live stream. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. Right. So, Foolish yeah, people. So, Foolish yeah, people. No, our record is actually better than I said because uh, that we we did it on the podcast. We said, okay, wait. We got to hear in the notes. Wait, right? Yeah, because we didn't know about Josh Allen. Yeah, Jason did a great job, man. He's putting it on there. Wait, read on Josh Allen. But there was a lot of things going on in this game. You know, uh, we, again, in, in, this hit me, didn't hit me hard. I, I, I talked about it on the last podcast or the last Hawthorne Effect. That you watched one hour of CNN, and then you turn CNN off, and you want to watch an hour of Fox. You're going to get completely different information. Yeah, and with the truth is in the middle. That's why we have it on mute. That's why you watch with your eyes, and we watched with our eyes that Josh Allen is hurt. Yeah, yep. And from way before I mentioned last season, that his attitude, which I love, right? Which I oh. loved it when he was it with uh, Wyoming. Um, Wyoming is doesn't translate to the NFL, right? It doesn't change. Late to the fact that he's on a really good team that has uh, long-term aspirations. He did great in the playoffs last year. You know, lost in the shootout in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So you're looking for a similar season in the in the you know in their um, they're threatening people with a <laughs> with a stadium. But the man yeah. is hurt. The man should not be on the field. It, that was reiterated. When we saw him last week, his shoulder isn't right. Uh, he's throwing it weird. He's yep. throwing regular passes. He's throwing a waist iron on whatever because he has severe damage to his shoulder. And some things we don't know, right? So he was doing 15 design runs last year. Can Dorsey cut it down, but he's taking off anyways and lowering his shoulder and trying to run people over. And then after that interception, he uh, tackles the guy with his shoulder and then completely is laid out, <laughs> right? So that man should not be on the field in a midseason game when you have a capable backup. Yes. Yeah. The man needed rest. The man needs probably two, three weeks of rest and then bring him back for the playoff run. But, you know – we don't care. We don't care if it's right or right. We're just going to analyze the situation and make money off this game as we did with Minnesota plus. I think Minnesota plus seven, seven and a half was a gift. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we said it on the on the live stream. 5-15, I'm on another show, okay, on a on an AFC East roundtable. Right. It's announced he's set to start. That spread went from three and a half to six and a half in seven hours. Seven hours. We said in the live stream, if you didn't bet it already, don't bet it. Because if most people are gonna go side with Buffalo, and that was a fool's and that was a fool's bet. And sure enough, we were 100 percent right on the live stream. It was a fool's bet. If you right. took Buffalo because Josh Allen was starting, you didn't do your research, you didn't look at look at it scientifically and objectively and we did and we did when a spread goes that high that crazy in seven hours i will always go the other way always 
Always. And take Minnesota. Because yeah, I'm not going with everybody. Because it goes back to my buddy Victor. My buddy Victor was, was you know, obviously he was happy because him and I collaborate on picks. You know, he's in there in Arizona now, the new casinos. He says now they're looking at him weird because he's catching all these tickets. But he was laughing <laughs> because he was saying when that happens, it used to be that you would think there was a mafia. There was Tony Soprano. Yeah. Pushing the line one way to go the other way himself. <laughs> yeah. And, and understand this. Okay. Josh Allen has made poor decisions right. the last three weeks. And what is Buffalo's record in the last three weeks? Right. One and two. Right. He's not healthy. He's making poor decisions. If Buffalo is a favorite in a big, big game, a favorite with a big number, I'm tending to go the other way because right. he's not healthy and he's going to make a very poor decision at some point in the game that's going to cost his team to cover the spread. Right. Yeah, no, the other thing is that they've been on national TV several times. Yeah, and, and they're coming up again. ESPN, right? And Disney, Disney needs money, right? It's ESPN's in trouble. ESPN, you know, uh, because of Disney and consolidation, because people have too yeah. many subscriptions. Our subscriptions are paid by betting money, <laughs> right? Wife wants Disney Plus, I want ESPN Plus. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, paid by betting dollars, but most people aren't have that extra income coming in. They have so many subscriptions. So, they, okay, which subscription are we getting off? Oh, we're charging more people more money because we got ESPN. Uh, ESPN, Disney can't directly deal and be a bookie, but they're going to have contracts with casinos and bookies. <laughs> They, they're not, they're getting to work, literally, they need to work with the casino. Yeah. Yep. Right? Exactly. Uh, Agreed. We, we're not against the casinos, right? But we, we work on the model like a win where you take the money you win from the sports book, you buy something else, you buy a Tesla uh, on your way out of, out of the win, right? Uh, that's our market. Right, but the run of the mill casino, they don't like us. <laughs> right? You know, they can have pictures on the wall of us. Hey, you see this guy come in here, immediately call security. Are you allowed to let this guy you, you, you can play craps, which is 20 percent? He can go to poker, but he can't come here and place uh, a sports bet, right? Because he's gonna come out come out of here with most of the money out of here. Right. So, you have to, you have to realize, okay, me. I say this jokingly, but I, I do it. When everybody's going one way, I right. go the other way. And why is that? Because everybody's not going to be right. I mean, a spread never in the NFL in seven hours. Never. No, and they're telling you this for a reason. And the line is changing. You don't know if it's market-driven because you're no. not seeing the numbers. Exactly. Exactly, 100%. They show you the spreadsheet and they show you who's betting what and how they do it like they do in the, in the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. But they're not doing that. So if they're not doing yeah. that, Adam Smith, great economist, tells us, Yama you know, says, read the Adam Smith book, right? People act in their self-interest. And what they yeah. want is the sports better 
to equal crafts, which is 20%. So they're influencing 80% of the people to bet Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. What do we do? We go the other way, then we cash the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chad and Chad said he, he picked the Vikings. Right. As soon as he saw that spread going up, he picked the Vikings, he said. Got it. No, smart man. Smart man. Smart man. Smart man and man that's listening to us. Yes. Yep. Uh, here's my trend of that where even though I did well, you, you have to look at picks I got lucky, right? Um, versus picks. There were good picks. And then... Uh, 20% luck factor. It worked against me. Yeah. Uh, let me make sure. What was the score of that Miami game? Miami? 39-16 or 39-17. Something like that. I know Miami scored 39. Right. So all of us went under 49. Yeah. That was a, a, a bad pick by me. And all of my under picks were bad. Mm-hmm. All my other picks were bad. Uh, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, that was a bad pick. Because it was under 43, and I know that 45 is the average of an NFL game. So I yeah. should have gone over 43. Me too. For that game. For that Me game. And in the Miami game. And Miami got the second half line. Uh, Cleveland, you know, uh, they exhausted themselves on Monday night. So we all got that right. It was just a total we got wrong. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, bad pick because we, we say it – if we said it once, we've said it a thousand times. Teams in the second half in the heat wilt. And if that happens, Miami's going to go crazy scoring. And it happened. And and we didn't we didn't listen to ourselves basically. So right. we, second, we looked at the game and we said, there's no way Cleveland's going to run the ball – it's going to stay under because Cleveland's going to hold the ball for a long time. Right. Didn't happen. Cleveland did not run the ball effectively. I think we said that they were going to be neutralized running the ball. And uh, and they wilted. Their defense completely wilted in the second half. Miami just, just went crazy in the, in the fourth quarter. And, and, so. and Miami's coach is a young guy, offensive yeah. guy. He yeah. did not uh, left the pedal off the metal. But can you read that? He kept scoring. But I like that. I like that. I like a guy that does that, coach that does that. Stop me if you can. We're going to keep scoring. Stop me if you can. If you yeah. can't, we're going to score. So, And this is a problem with uh, Andy Reid and Belichick and Carroll. They've been in the league so long that basically they, sh- they should charge half price for the first 10 games of the season. They're <laughs> right? They're not doing their best. They're yes. hiding plays. They're plotting. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, we make money off that with the unders in those situations, and I'm not covering big spreads because they're hiding things for later on in the season. Which Agreed. you know, think short term, businessmen and women think long term. They're always thinking long term. That's why they've been at that job for 30 years <laughs> because they've been thinking long term from the beginning. So that's just the way yeah. they think. We take advantage of their thinking to make money. You know, I'll give you a trend tomorrow night on the Patriots when we talk about the Patriots Jets game. So nice that I that I like. So nice, nice. That, that the Jets that was a good pick by all of us was the Jets. 
the Jets, uh, you know, being able to cover that. I think it was last week. No, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. They didn't play last week. They were yeah. by with the Patriots. So one bad pick uh, was overestimating the Detroit Broncos offense. Yeah, I know. We th- we thought they could score more than ten points. They can't. No. Or they don't want to. Who knows what's going on there? They're owned by the Walmart family. Two teams are owned by the Walmart family, which I wouldn't have allowed. But it's going on. Uh, Denver and the Rams. Again, remember, the Rams had to pay uh, $800 million in fraud, right? Because Kronkri fraudulently. uh, So that's a clear case. We know Roger Goodell's involved in fraud. Yes. Yep. They lost the lawsuit. Uh, you and I would be in jail for 30 years. They just have to pay money. <laughs> $900 million. And <clears throat> try to get the owners to pay $10 million each because Goodell was involved. And they're like, no, no, no. You're going to have to pay all of it. So believe me, the Rams aren't going to have backups for a long time. Uh, yeah. It's a bad pick. So bad luck or bad pick. That was a bad pick. We're talking about Denver? Denver. Bad pick. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. They can't score. They can't score. Okay. Their defense is playing lights out. We we're all over them on the under because their defense controls the game and and lets us play. Right. Lets us pick the under. Their defense has got to be getting ticked off their offense. Russell Wilson, most overpaid quarterback right now in the NFL. He just is not good. It could be the system. Could be the system, you know. It's it's probably the system with him, but he's just not. He threw an eighty-six yard touchdown pass to a guy, and he didn't do anything the rest of the game. So they didn't even go back to that play again, you know. No, they didn't. Right you play like that, you go back to that play, and that's exactly. other things. They didn't do any of that. Exactly. In Tennessee, Derrick Henry had a very poor game for him. Right. So. They did it. Their defense did what we all thought they were going to do, which is which is neutralize Tennessee. But their offense, again, as you said, can't score. They're the lowest lowest uh, point per game offense in the NFL. So it's going to be a tough week to pick them because they're playing the Raiders this week. But I regress. They just can't <laughs> score. They can't score. Right. They, they just cannot score. They scored twenty one against Jacksonville. That that is probably going to be their high mark for the rest of the year. Twenty one. So. I'm just bad pick. I'm I'm just I overestimated the Broncos before the year started. I thought they would be a good team, and they're not. So, well, they have a great defense. It's a great defense. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you give up one play and the game's over. Unfortunately for them, because their offense yeah. is so bad. And you yeah. see the other thing off a of bye, you thought they would figure something out. You know how they? You know how the adage is: if you have three quarterbacks, you have none. Right. If you have three running backs, you have none. And that's what yeah. Denver has. Three yeah. running backs. They have none. They have no running game. So they're one dimensional team. And Russell Wilson's terrible right now. And the coach isn't creative because now it's midseason. You you don't have a running game. The creative, right? Uh yeah. have whoever on a jet sweep, Jerry Judy or somebody, jet sweep or or short passing game replaces the running game. They, they're not doing anything. I, I will I will tell you this. The Denver Broncos 
front office thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be their quarterback this year because of this coach. Came from Green Bay. That's why they hired him, because they, they thought he could get Aaron Rodgers in a trade to Denver. When that didn't work, they panicked, and they traded for Russell Wilson, and they paid him $250 million. So they're suffering from the panic right now, big time. Right, and if you look at Aaron Rodgers last game, he's calling his own plays. Yes, yeah. So the guys never really ever called any plays because Aaron Rodgers calls his own play. He was screaming at the floor for messing up his flow in the play calling. <laughs> yeah, and he should have. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it looks like I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. Blah blah. blah. Why don't I call a play? The head coach is. I don't care yeah. who you are. Yeah. Another team. Uh, I don't know. I think this is bad luck because Vegas could have won that game. Again, it's a team that doesn't have a coach. Everybody inside, outside of the organization, feels that Jeff Saturday is—it's a joke. Matt Ryan, man, that that run he had, man, what lack of hustle! They were just letting <laughs> Matt Ryan. Old man who can barely run. He's just, an old guy, bro. <laughs> you know, nobody's hustling to go get him. You know, he he actually uh, got tired and ran into a Raider guy. <laughs> he was looking for a Raider guy. They were all standing there laughing at him, watching him run. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, oh. let me see the the Colts. Um, were six out of 11 on third down, 415 net total yards, 207 yards rushing, right? Yeah. Uh, average per play is 6.9 yards a carry. So when you see numbers like this, you got to know how to read them. Uh, there's no way an NFL team should give up 207 yards rushing. No way. No way. No way an NFL team should give up 6.9 yards of carry. Now, and then, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll say my piece after. Yeah, yeah. This is the last piece of it, right? Remember yeah. how we talk on the podcast where we look at participation charts? Mm-hmm. Cheap teams that have their starters also on special teams. He give you the case study of Blake Martinez. <laughs> right? Blake Martinez. Rich kid from Stanford. He has Spanish family. Rich kid from Stanford. All-American Stanford. He does not need to play in the NFL. This kid was born pretty much independently wealthy. He's yep. made millions of dollars in the NFL. He's invested yep. well. He makes more off his investments he does in his salary in the NFL. So what yep. happened? He plays 91% of the snaps in New Orleans and Jacksonville. And 100% of the snaps on special teams. <coughs> and you know what he did? He goes, exactly, he goes to Dr. Gallows. He says, <laughs> F you, man. Fuck Bye. You. <laughs> I'm not putting my body through this for what? Smart man. Smart man. Smart man. So he this got is... the hell out of Dodge. That should have been my clue to pick Carolina. The, I mean, the, the Colts. Colts. 
I don't I don't know. It's hard to pick the Colts in that situation because the Colts are doing the same thing. So Colts don't have any players either. So it's a bad pick for me, first okay. of all. First of all, Jeff Saturday is a head coach. Really? Really? That's not that's not the solution. Number one. Even though they won the game. Right. Number two. You have a starting – I watched Derek Carr's press conference after the game. You have a starting quarterback that's crying in the press conference, that's swaying back and forth on the podium, that's calling out his teammates because they don't have passion, that is – says, I will fight for the Raiders. I love it here. I wish some of the guys would do would, would feel the same way. Right. Bad move. Totally bad move because now, as we've said many times in this podcast and this show, business decisions are going to be made in these games for sure. Right. Okay. Josh McDaniels is not a head coach, never has been, never will be. He's a coordinator at right. best. He he is taking money and laughing. Because he he knows in his brain he's not a head coach. And right. that team on the field shows it. They just are not disciplined. They do not do the right thing. Their defense is awful. They did not address their defense much right. in the offseason. They got Chandler Jones from the Cardinals. Yes. Great move. Great move. I, I'll say it's great move. They got Devontae Adams. Great move. Okay. Hunter Renfro's not showing up this year. Darren Wall's not showing up this year. Okay. Mac Hollins is your second best option in the passing game. Josh Jacobs had a phenomenal year, better than everybody expected. It's a bad pick. I, I can't. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I'll say it again. I don't know if I could put my money toward the Raiders at, again this year. They're going to Denver this week. <laughs> I don't, I can't pick, I can't pick the Raiders. They're a dif- dysfunctional family right now. They're not, they're not scoring Denver, so they're gonna get shut out. Yeah. So the under now. So now we're making picks in the Hawthorne effect. Yeah. Right it's gotta be the under. The under it's like 30. I was just looking at the things as we pre show. <laughs> it's like it's like in the 30s right now. Right. Uh it, it's, I got it right here. Wait a minute. Uh no, 41 and a half right now. Ooh, that's too high. Yeah. No neither, neither team neither team is getting to 20. Neither team can't get twenty. Denver has proven they can they can score ten points. Exactly, exactly. So, right. So to me, you have to, as a better, you have no. to quote unquote prey on the Raiders' dysfunctionality. Well, the, not and not look at their depth. Look at look at look at the and the depth. Team. Yeah, Blake Martinez, big part of the team, playing a lot of snaps, special teams and defense, just <laughs> retires. Just goes into McDaniels and says, you know what, coach? I'm done. No, this but he's business, from a business, uh, business family. And yep. he was business. He's like, I'm not going to pay. He told them, I'm not. They, they gave him an option. This is the problem, is the arrogance. McDaniels really does think he's Belichick. Absolutely. Like he sure does. And, and he's disrespecting the fans. Because I'll give, uh, you know, John McKay did this. And even Belichick's doing it a little bit, and even Satan's doing it a little bit after not doing it for many years. If 
you are going to suck and you're making millions of dollars at least be entertaining yes yes and I mean, he's like a robot corporate speak cliches right in in the management part of it right and, and i'll let you yeah uh um I'd like to hear your thoughts chat uh scott after i make this one observation off the participation okay. chart yeah. uh right here had read right in front of me yeah right. las vegas Vegas, right to martinez's point he said hey listen i'm not gonna pay 91 percent of the snaps and 100 percent of special teams yeah. do something here you got the money you know put somebody uh linebacker here uh, Agreed, and and the other thing is is that's we went seventy two percent of the snaps, fifty seven percent of the special team snaps, and the other thing that we mentioned before the year is they cut a number one pick on their offensive line, right. Leatherly. They cut him, Leatherly. and like and ten days ago he cut another guy they drafted in the first round, well Abrams. Yeah, so these these are all Belichick moves that you're doing, but there's one exception: you're not Belichick. Exactly. You don't have the respect of the locker room. Right. Players say that your know, Derek Carr says, oh, "I love Josh. I love the coaching staff stuff." Like, you love him? Oh, great! You're not doing anything. He's you're over. He's overrated. He's overrated as quarterback. I mean, Devontae Adams is is must be saying to himself, "What the heck did I get myself into?" Because this team is this team is bad. This team is bad. Coaching, bad right, right. now. The coaching is phenomenally bad. So I I can't, you know, as a better, when you look at the Raiders, you you can't in confidence go up to the window and say, give me Las Vegas plus three against Denver. No. Can't do it. Can't do it. And, yeah, when we get off of this, I'm betting Denver and the Raiders under. They're not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So right. there you go. Is your first pick on the Hawthorne effect? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I agree with you 100%. I agree with you 100%. You can't, you can form a relationship with the players, but you have to give them on the field a way to win games. And right, right. now, that staff's not doing it. Staff's not doing it. So bad pick. Totally bad pick. You know, and if you live in the past, you die in the past. But yeah. I think Belichick. Reed and Carol have structural advantages where they know to develop, depth, right? Yep. And he's not he's not developing depth. No, he's, he's not. not. Letting, he's not even he's not letting guys get off the field and get a cup of water. You know, he cut Abrams because Abrams struggled in the game. That's why he cut him because he struggled in the game and he benched him. Right. So we said, I'm done with you. See you later. You, you cut. Well, guys can't guys can't have a bad game. I mean, come on, really? Everybody has a bad game. Everybody makes a bad pick. Everybody has a bad day. It happens. Get over it. And if you're you know? building a championship team and you're an NFL team and you have money, you demote him. Yep. You're saying, okay, you're not getting as many minutes. Instead of being my starting corner, you're now a nickel corner. Exactly. You know, and you have depth, and you have depth. And the other guy gets hurt. He comes in. He was he played before. Now he has a chip on his shoulder because he wants his job back. Yep. 
All right, so that was a Vegas game, and you have to, you know, you have to spend time and you have to talk to other people about it because it's a strange situation. Right? You got a you got a, a coach from the street, and you got a coach who should be fired, who's only there for nepotism, right? He's getting millions of dollars, and they're lying to you on TV about these people. <laughs> you know, make trying to make it seem normal. That's the only reason McDaniels still has a job with the Raiders because of the money. It's the right. only reason. Right. Buyout. Yep. Good job as agent making it a high buyout. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, another game that was strange, right, is the Rams. I mean, the Rams have no – you said, oh, the Rams just have a $7 billion stadium owned by the Walton family, $23 billion. Uh, How do they have no money? Right, because the owner got busted for fraud for lying to the city of San Luis had to pay $800 million. He's cheap to begin with. Nobody has lower labor costs than Walmart, right? They they get in trouble for paying people very little money. And the owners of Walmart, he married the Walmart heir. So the Rams have no money for backups. Guy gets hurt, they're not replacing him. They're bringing guys from the street. Guy gets hurt. Probably be on the Rams pretty soon. Guy uh, get hurt. I'm just telling you, guy get hurt to, uh, this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Everybody got hurt. Stafford said might never play again. Uh, Cooper Cup is hurt. Done for the season. He's having ankle surgery today. Yep. Okay. They're in desperate trouble. Van, Van Jefferson, they never said what's wrong with him. Is it his knee? Is it mental health issues? Nothing. He's just not playing well. He's the best receiver <laughs> now. Sporadic. I don't even know his name. Spotnik. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know this guy's name. He's probably the best receiver on the rep right now. In all Can't, honesty, we're gonna cut in all honesty, you want to know the truth? Yeah, go ahead. Allen Robinson. And he's oh, done nice. zero this year. Zero. He's a good possession receiver for five. Yes, he years. is. Yes, he is. He is. I agree. But, but he's a game breaker. <laughs> Which, you're right. Any fantasy play, person that's watching this podcast, Go right. we'll pick up Ben Skoranek because Josh is right. He's going to get right. major run now. So, right. um, yeah, the Rams are the Rams are in serious trouble here. I, I don't yeah. know if they're going to win the game the rest of the year. To be honest with you, uh-huh. I, I uh, this is this was a bad. Would pick the we, were we on the Rams or the Cardinals? Uh, that both that game. Uh, we picked the under forty two. I think it was a bad pick. Uh. What was the final of that game? 27-10. 10 All right, so we picked that right. We, we, we hit the under. Yeah. yeah. So I marked that one incorrectly. Colt, Colt McCoy is equipped, a better equipped backup than uh, John is. And that's- right, and we said that on the live stream, we said that Colt McCoy is a better quarterback for that offense. Um, and Kyler Murray. Right. And it showed. And it showed. I mean, they scored 27 points. They looked really good on offense. James Conner was really good Sunday running the ball. Um, yeah, I, I, I would have a feeling that Kyler is going to get another week off here because <laughs> the coach is going to say, rest. We don't need you. Rest. Right. rest. Get healthy. 100% healthy. Right. And right. for the Rams, for the Rams, lights out. Forget it. They're not right. a team the rest of the year. There's no doubt about it. Right. There's no doubt about it. So, 
that'll give you the trend for us for the rest of the year, I think. So, uh, Green Bay, Dallas. Um, oh. I I picked Green Bay. Uh, really, again, it was almost like the Carolina pick, where you had yeah. to go to uh, uh, return to the mean type of situation where Dallas is trending one way, Green Bay is trending the other way. It's at Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, you made a good point about McCarthy going back, getting revenge. So there was almost like revenge in that game uh, for him. And, you know, he went for it on fourth down, his own territory. He did all kinds of stuff. His team was ready to play. Um, you could tell that they had a special game plan for this because they did not want to lose another home game. So they had things that Dallas wasn't prepared for. Right. And it became clear, for, you know, for the untrained nine, I might not see this, but it became clear that Aaron Rodgers is calling all the plays. Yep. Yep. The force to check what plays to run. And it's kind of fake when they're, like, bringing in the plays all fake. Uh Rogers already pre-planned. They have a script to begin the 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 game. You know, fifteen to twenty-five plays. After that, it's yeah. uh, Lafleur making suggestions, and then uh, Roger deciding what play to run. They'll get you know Lafleur's going to suggest two plays: a running play and a passing play. And Rogers is going to go to the line, communicate with the receivers and whoever the offensive line, and do what he wants. What do you think, Scott? I, I I got it right. I got both sides right. You and Chad had Dallas minus five. Early in that game, and Dallas was playing really, really well. Okay. They were uh, they were hitting on all cylinders. They were um, they were playing with a purpose, which was to get McCarthy to win in Green Bay and stuff like that. And then okay. something just happened in the game where Green Bay started catching fire. Then rookie wide receiver went completely off against Dallas. Right. And you knew as that game got into the fourth quarter, I, I knew that I, I was kicking myself because Dallas was not winning that game or covering. And sure enough, it happened. They went to overtime, Green Bay wins it. So to me, it's a it's a bad pick because I at half to at, in the first part of the game, I was like, this is a great pick. Dallas Dallas is playing really well. They're uh, they're gonna they should win this game going away. And then, like I said, Aaron Rodgers said, I'm "Tired of losing. We're not losing to Dallas at home. Mike McCarthy's not coming in here and winning against me. I'm gonna show him." And he did. And Aaron Rodgers had the chip on his shoulder, and that's when he's most dangerous when he has that. So, right to, to me, it well, was you got, a, McCarthy fired. you got McCarthy fired. Yes, he did. He did. So to me, it was a bad pick again. I, I, you know, I just overestimated all the, the little nuances that when we're going into the game. I listened to the Dallas players all week long, press conference-wise and interview-wise and all this other stuff. And, you know, Dalton Schultz showed up. CeeDee Lamb showed up. Dak had a really good first quarter and a half. And then all of a sudden, Green Bay said, eh, nah, ain't happening. And they started right. playing really well. So, um, you know, maybe this, again, as we talked about earlier, Tampa Bay – has been spurred by that Rams win last week, and they're playing much, much better. Maybe Green Bay is going to – this win against Dallas will spur them on to play a lot better, and they'll go on a nice little win streak here and 
You don't well, think you're, they're you're waiting? Guy, you would know this. Uh, and I need to be paying more attention to this. Is this the first time Sammy Watkins has been out there? Uh, no, he's played, I think he's played three or four games. Okay. But he has not factored in. But I think he's taken the wide receiver room, you know, being the veteran, him and right. Zion, they're in the wide receiver room and they're, you know, they're talking it up. And that's right. invaluable. And that's invaluable because. I feel like this yeah. has to be like that because it, it's owned by the city. So they, they, yeah. they can't pay for too many uh, assistant coaches. The young coach is being embarrassed and humiliated by the starting quarterback. Yeah. He has no authority to 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 pump anybody up because they're like, man, you're a joke, man. You're letting – I don't want to let anybody talk to me like that, and you're letting Aaron Rodgers talk to you like that. So he, yes. he doesn't have that authority in the locker room. So you need yeah. Sammy Watkins and people like that. There needs to be a player-run team, like an NBA team, right? right. Player-run team. All right. Yep. Watson, right? Watson had four receptions for 107 yards. Three touchdowns. That compliments, they would, they ran the ball. So the fact that these two teams have legit defensive line, legit front sevens, yeah. but in this situation, both teams, and we're looking at this from a purely sports betting standpoint, to make yeah. money on these games every week. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys had 5.1 yards to carry, and Green Bay had 5.3 yards to carry. Now, Analyzing Dallas, what do you think about this? I thought it was a mistake getting rid of Amari Cooper. Yeah. No, no. I don't think CeeDee Lamb Lamb can't do everything. And then you got Dallas Schultz, your tight end. Yeah. Your Hawkinson type. And then you have Michael Gallup, who I see more as a running back type. Uh, But he he has – those are your receivers. You need an Amari Cooper there or a Amari Cooper type guy like that to get your possession receptions. They put they put their eggs in, in pre off season in Michael Gallup. Right. For whatever reason, they didn't they at the end of last year Jerry Jones was saying Amari Cooper's out of here. He's not coming back. We're going to try to trade him. Whatever for whatever reason they did that. But they're much much more explosive offense with Lamb and Cooper than they are with Lamb and Gallup. Because right. Cooper is that veteran that can take the attention away from Lamb and have Lamb be a one-on-one receiver. And Lamb will be much, much better. But he doesn't have that guy on the other side. The second right. guy in the receiving game is Dalton Schultz, the tight end. And tight ends are not usually explosive. They're very lumbering, catch the ball, get right. tackled two yards after they catch it. So to me – he needs Amari Cooper. I I would I would think that if they're six and six and three, you know they lost this game. They're six and three. Um, you know they're they're lucky that the Eagles lost last night. I don't know if we're gonna get to that game, but yeah. Um, That's but I, I just think Amari Cooper would would make this team a complete team. Right. So that's my thought on that. Yeah. No, because uh, Gallup doesn't have the body. No, he does not. For that inside Julio Jones, you know, Mari Cooper inside fight you need to get a first down when yep. they're stacking the box. Yep. You can't go to CD Lamb on their play. Team Lamb's your game breaker. You need a, a good possession receiver who could take a shot 
and kind of be big. And Michael Gallup is not that guy. Absolutely. Right? Agreed. Uh, we all got this one wrong. Bad pick or bad luck. San Francisco minus seven against the Chargers. I say that's bad luck. They, they had that all the way. But uh, Shanahan tried to do his best, Andy Reid, not to cover. That's why we don't pick Andy Reid or uh, what's his face, uh, Harbaugh, because they don't cover uh, big spreads because they do this. They do this. And it's arrogance, and, they, and it bites them in the face in the playoffs. Yep. You can't get away with this with the Chargers, whatever. But in the playoffs, you're not going to get – this is probably a loss in the playoffs, him trying to play it so safe yeah. like he did. Bringing Robbie Gould out there, you do that in the playoffs against a good team, they're gonna go right down the field. Boom, you lost. That's that was that was my exact first thought. Okay, they played Green Bay last year, did the same exact thing last year, kicked a field goal. Green Bay came down the field and scored and won the game. Right. Okay, that's number one. Right. Number two, you have Christian McCaffrey, you're not using them to his full extent. Debo Samuel's a really good wide receiver. You're not using them to his full extent. At least they didn't in this game. I don't know if that'll change, but to me, you're not doing a good coaching job if you're not involving McCaffrey and Debo in the offense. Well, and then you're, you're, you're salesman think short term, businessman agree long term, but he's saving these plays for division games in the playoffs. Yes. I'm not going to show one of my good red zone plays because I can kick a field goal and still win. That That was very, very arrogant. Like you said, it bit him. That lost to Green Bay. But to your point, you got McCaffrey. You got Debo Samuel. You got a good offensive line. Your dad won two Super Bowls. You yourself have been well-trained by Gruden, by Andy Reid. You yourself got the Atlanta Falcons to the Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. You got – the 49ers to the Super Bowl as uh, office court. You have enough red zone plays. Give me a good one here to win the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and to be honest with you, okay, they're a game behind Seattle. Okay. I get that. They can't afford to lose games or take any chance to lose games because you want to make the playoffs. There's a lot of teams clustered in this group now with them. Don't take any chances. Put your best players on the field. You can't think long-term right now. You have to think in the short term. I have to win this game right. to get where I want to go. And to me, he didn't give his team the best chance to win game, win the game Sunday night. Yeah, it's 200 red zone plays that are good. Yeah. And then you have your field goal kicker. Come on, kick a field goal. And you're to only go up six points. Right. The Chargers could have very easily took a kickoff, ran it back to the 50-yard line, and gone down and scored a touchdown and won the game. Don't give them the chance to do that. Score the touchdown, game's over, boom, late in the game. Instead, he 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 went to conservative Kyle Shanahan. And, and to oh, me, I that's want, yeah, I don't want Pete Carroll and everybody else to have on film. Yeah. But I can't. Yeah. Come on, you, you got 200. You got 200 red zone plays, uh, Kyle Shanahan. You don't need to do this. But again, it's power. I think deep inside, it's like, I want to have the power to make this crazy decision. Yep. F the fans. Exactly. <laughs> Because that's exactly the way I thought about it when I when I was watching that game. I was like, he's he's putting the double bird up to the fans saying, screw you, I know what I'm doing, I'm better than you, I'm high, high almighty Kyle Shanahan. Exactly. My dad's 
Uh, my dad's a Super Bowl champion, two-time yeah. Super Bowl champion. I, I know what I'm doing. You guys have I know what I'm doing. I'm rich. You're poor. F you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that decision. You have to do that. I don't care if you're in a job. Uh, you got to be able to analyze why people make decisions and then get ahead of it. Yeah. Like uh, Elon Musk says, right? You get to the truth, and then you can predict outcomes. Yeah, We don't have the resources he does. We can get close to the truth. Analyzing the way people think, right? Because yep. nothing new under the sun. We've seen this movie before. We just have to Absolutely. organize it to anticipate the next step and get like we did yeah, last week. I got to do our number because I did them wrong. I don't have Jason redo it. But really, consensus picks that we get into the last game, consensus picks were 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 23, 9. Which people say, oh, you, you can't do that. No. Well, we're doing it here. Yeah. So 23 divided into 32 is 71%. Consensus picks. Damn. Damn, 2% off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty good. Man. Yeah, that's yeah. 70. That's what we've been take my that's what we've been shooting for right. since the year started. Is we want to get to 70%. Right. And sure enough, we did. We did it. So that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Because you let's say uh with me it's a thousand, right? Dollars. Yep. So 23, so people understand the math. But 950-ish, right? Well, 950 is the average. That's $21,850 up. Then you take the nine losses, which is $9,000, and it is $12,850. That's a great so I, I was I was up to 15. But then you have to tip the proxy in Vegas. Then when we're in Vegas, I don't have to tip a proxy, but I don't know if I want to. Walk around with all that cash. <laughs> a check being sent. <laughs> so you're saying, oh, I don't have a thousand dollars like you, Josh. Well, so you bet fifty. You bet a hundred. The hundred dollar betters, right? Were one thousand two hundred dollar profit. Yeah. That's a lot of money for bidding hundred bucks a game. And Absolutely. Then, right? So fifty dollar betters are up what, seven hundred dollars? You know what? You, you bet 50, you get up 700, you bet 60, 70, and you get up more money, and then all of a sudden you'll be able to bet the 500, 750,000. I mean, Chad, that doesn't bet a thousand every game. No, you know? I don't bet a thousand every game. You know, some games I bet 50, some games I bet 100. It just depends. So, but then I, I start betting more. Because the bank bank roll is growing, it's in a right. separate, and then you start betting more, and then and that's how you do it. You don't blow it all in one week. You just bet it. You know, you have some in the bank account. More money each comes each week, and then one week yep. you're fifty percent, sixty percent. You're still yep. at profit if you're using our system, right? And your bank roll grows and grows, and then the other part of it is, I think, might be the most important part. Well, that creates stability, right? 
and then your significant other, wife, or whatever, they know what's going on. They're like, oh, you got your regular job, you got your regular savings, you got all this going on. This extra money here, I'm going to buy X and Y, Z. Yep. Yep. You and I haven't fortunate, right? You and I have not suffered from inflation because whatever extra had to be paid has been paid through this. Right? Yeah. One way the podcast pays for itself. And the the last component might be most important that I forgot to mention is the mental health part of it. Because I'm thinking about it too. Before, you know, kind of perfected uh, the system and then, hey, you should do a podcast, share the system with people. Uh, I would have my profit and I would throw in a parlay here and there. And this is what used to happen. It was a bad Sunday night game. And I'm watching a movie with that. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, I just made $10,000. But I did a stupid parlay for 50 bucks. It, what's going on in the Sunday night game, right? Guy misses the field goal, and I'm like, damn, I missed my $50 parlay, but I made 10000 today. And yeah. I'm still upset. I'm upset yep. about the $50 parlay. You know, yep. Whatever. So I'm like, for my mental health, <laughs> let me not parlay. Let me not tease anything. And I don't care. You know, I don't care about one game. I laugh. Sometimes I root against myself. I'm like, oh, I bet the Patriots. Oh, I bet the Patriots. Now I'm rooting against myself because I want the Patriots to lose. I don't because I bet equal amounts on each game, and that yeah. particular game wasn't the end all be all. Yeah, parlays are tough to do because you, you're very rarely cashing on them. I mean, you can't. Well, you're adding it. But yeah, you're adding it. You're adding a huge variable to it, not just a, not just a. All right, I picked the Patriots straight out. That's the only team I picked. I picked the Jets. That's the only team I picked. Boom, whatever. With a parlay, all the have to come in. You can't win four out of five. You have to win five out of five, and that and that's a tough, tough ask for anybody to win five. And in finance, uh, when you add, you're supposed to eliminate variables and co-variables. Exactly. What you want, and the variable people miss is your mental health. Yep. I, I, and, I, and I'm the biggest culprit of that. I've been walking out of the casino with have them sending me a ten thousand dollar check with two thousand dollars in my pocket to go have dinner, have fun, and I miss a fifty dollar parlay that would have paid a thousand dollars. And I'm at dinner and I'm upset. I'm not happy with the seventeen thousand yeah. I made. I'm upset yeah. about the one parlay that didn't hit. That's so exactly I, what it is. I eliminated that because I'm irrational too. Talking about predictions, I'm irrational. That's exactly what it is, is. Is you don't remember the wins, you remember the loss, <laughs> and that's the huge thing. That's a huge thing. My versus going four out of five, eight out of ten, sixteen out of twenty. Yep. Right? And you're happy. You have money in your pocket. And you're enjoying your life. Last right. game was the Philadelphia game, which we got we monetized because of Scott. I never would have thought about this. Scott been all over this all year was you gotta listen right that's what guy gave you two years and one month listen scott said that philadelphia got out the big leads and didn't cover second half lines and i think this is going to be the fourth week in a row mm-hmm. where we yeah. uh take care of this and washington plus 11 second half line 
historically, you almost bet it blind. You don't. You have to read the Washington Post like I did, read the Philadelphia Inquirer like I did, look at Twitter. Twitter's a great resource, right? And we're adding to that resource yep. on Twitter. Our Twitter profiles, yep. I retweet what Scott says and tweets. Um, yeah, I'm retweet. I retweet. Yeah, we got great information on our Twitter feed. Twitter feed yeah. is currency. You make money following us and looking at Twitter feed, which who's making you money, right? In yep. this recession, inflation. Uh, so double digit dog in the division. Now it goes to 4 0 this year. Last year was about 500. This year, 4 0. So that's, I looked at it. I said, with all things being equal, big game for Washington kind of proving. They're not tanking, yep. Yep. <laughs> right? And yep. in return to the mean, uh, n- no team in the NFL right now. Scott's right. There's a lot of mediocrity in the NFL. No team in the NFL is really that good this year. Uh, All right. Yep. Including the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen uh, yep. Hurts hasn't proven anything to me yet. I wish he, he would. He hasn't. Uh, he never remember he got pulled out of the championship game against Georgia. Yeah. Then when he comes yeah. back to Oklahoma, he gets blown out. So he's never really legitimately, you know, NFL games, teams have four built in wins. He's been running a lot. I don't see him. I need him to sit back in the pocket, quickly read a defense and deliver the ball. Other than these design plays where his receiver from Alabama would be the AJ Brown. Or Devontae Smith are wide open, right? That's what he did in college, fine. Um, but things being equal, he's not gonna make me money just with that. Right. In situations like this, where things are not, you know, things are not all equal. Uh Washington is trying to prove they're not tanking. Haneke was benched because he's the better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz gave him a better opportunity to lose. <laughs> See, this is the opposite of what you hear on TV. Oh, this guy gives us the best opportunity. No, it's been proven in court. Everybody knows it. Schneider doesn't have any money. He's very cheap. He was pimping out the cheerleaders. He was acting like a mobster because you got to think, how did he get that bank loan with the money? It must have been some sort of mafia involved. Right. Right of his own mouth, right? So, yeah. I That was Washington plus 11. We got that. Second half line. What we all got wrong was the under 44. And I think, unlike San Francisco, I think that was a bad pick on my part. Uh, this is a division game. Uh, the total's 44. The average is 45 of an NFL game. I think Vegas kind of priced that, trying to get people to go in the under. Yeah. And they knew it was probably going to go over the average, which is 45. What do you think, Scott? Yeah, it was a bad pick because if you remember the last game, it was 24. Eight was the final. Right. That wasn't going to happen again. Number one. Number two is hitting the second half line for us is a, is a trend with Philadelphia that we we've seen for basically the whole year and more so the last four weeks. Now right. last night, now last night, we were, we got lucky to hit that second half line because Washington scored that touchdown at the end and that right. put it over the same. But you got to be lucky sometimes rather than good. And but, for us, it's the, the Miami team second half line 
and the Eagles second half line. And that's that's what we built some of our wins on. And they, they're good. I would know with uh, things that sometimes were 500 last year. We visited this year and we're 5 0 with uh, yeah. the Florida second half lines, you know, your Jacksonville, Miami right. for sure, uh, global warming, <laughs> second yeah. half lines, we're 5 0. And, and keep in mind, the other thing with the double digit dogs that I'll, I'll mention is this when those teams are division games and playing the team for the second time and got embarrassed the first time. Right. There is almost no chance that team is going to get embarrassed twice in a year. Exactly. Against a division foe. Even, so in, the NBA, even in the NBA. Even in the NBA. So when you look at lines and you see Dallas is playing, say, the Giants, and Dallas won by 17 the first time, and it's a, a 10 to 12-point spread, the Giants are probably going to cover that because they're not going to want to get embarrassed again by Dallas. So right. I'm not saying it happened the first time. I'm just using that as an example. Right. So for us, it was nobody else had Washington. Okay. No, I didn't see anybody that picked Washington to win the game. Not win, right. not only win the game, but cover the spread. Everybody right. was on Philadelphia. Right. We go the other way. When that happens, we go the other way. And it, and it, it works. It's a tried and true trend. So take advantage of it when it presents itself. Because it will again this year. There's no doubt about it. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. And we were only seven to six. I thought maybe Washington would get a field goal to cover. So I'm gonna disagree a little bit. I don't think it was bad luck or or good luck that we got lucked out. I think there was a strong possibility when you consider everything that Washington was gonna cover that second half line. Because if they yeah. would have kicked field goal. They would it would have been, um, they would have won the half nine to seven. Yeah. So, for me, when I saw Washington up twenty to fourteen, I not only said Washington's gonna win the game, but I also said that Washington's gonna cover the second half spread. Why? Because Philadelphia was struggling the whole game. They've struggled the last two weeks, big right. time. Houston right. and this game, they've struggled. Right. Jalen Hurts is a decent NFL quarterback. Not a good or great quarterback. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. And that well, remember he's we a talked bad about Lamar. No, he's but he's a quarterback. But he's just yeah. not an elite guy that, without things being considered, you're going to put money on. He's in the Lamar Jackson mold right now. Right. We talked about it last year. Lamar was not a good quarterback last year because he did, could not read defenses. Right. Jalen Hurts going through the same exact thing right now. So keep that in mind when you're when you're betting. You know, go don't go gaga over Jalen Hurts because sometimes, you know, like last night, doesn't pay off. So, right. so yes, we're we're lucky, fortunate, and good that we've gotten ourselves to this position yep. where we have eight weeks to go. In the last three weeks, we're at a very very high percentage. Over 59% where you could live in Vegas. We're making a significant amount of money uh, to pay bills and to progress here in our lives. But we're sharing the information with people. We got eight weeks to go to uh, really, really make a lot of significant amount of money. Nothing less than 
forever, man. They might not let us do this forever. <laughs> but this year, right now, they're letting us do it. So what final words on Hawthorne Effect as we go into picking the games tomorrow? Here's, here's what I like. We're starting to put pressure on ourselves to, to succeed at a high level, which is right. which is phenomenal, which I love. Right. So, you know, we've had a good three weeks, but the work's still not done yet. We're still not to the finish line. So I'm, you know, wish Chad was here. You know, we miss Chad, of course, on the Hawthorne Effect. This is his favorite podcast, as is mine. Right. Um, we go into tomorrow night. You know, we can have another strong week. We get we can get that percentage up near 60, 67%, 68% for the year, not right. just for the week, for the year. And that's phenomenal. <laughs> it's absolutely phenomenal. So everybody yeah, out there. It's so phenomenal that people in a started podcast said numbers like that. Many people said, no, that's impossible. You can't do that. You're full of shit. No, no, no. You can't. No. Well, we're showing it. You can't. You can't. it. Right. I'm enjoy. I'm enjoying this now. It's great. Um, you know, watch this. Then tune in at 9.30 Eastern, 6.30 Pacific time for our podcast tomorrow night where we can we can bring you home some more money. So, Yeah, and people listen to this all around the world. And Ukraine can't do as well as doing against Russia by itself, right? And Russia thought that the West couldn't collaborate. Because right. as we go through this next uh, six weeks, we have each other's backs. We know how each other's thinking. We yep. learn from mistakes. If something crazy happens, I know Scott and Chad have some things, right? They're dialing up and vice versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 they know that, hey, Josh might not be right on every pick, but he did read the newspaper of those two days before going on. <laughs> he did his research before he came up with that opinion, right? Yeah. yeah. Historically, we, we get – a high percentage and we have fun doing it right for the mental health aspect but it's business you mm-hmm. give one you always get 10 back you always do not philanthropy or religion that's why winston churchill said the zelensky said the, oh it's the beginning of the end right that's what winston churchill said winston churchill said you make a living from your labor but you make a life from what you give thank you for listening to the espc podcast network That stream is off. That stream is off. That's why this one don't cost $800. And that goes to her. And I don't know what that cost. I'm just shaking the word. That's why I'm wearing clothes and shoes. And I roll my clothes. And I get a limousine stuck out there a mile long.